0: On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Sealing and Paving, online at SCSEALING.com, Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, All State Insurance Agent Mike Light, EC Agency. Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps.
1: Our countdown continues to basketball at Newman, still set to start November 18th in Wichita for the Jets, Though that may be changing soon. We can't wait for hoops. A decision is set to come down this week from the MIAA. So we're not going to wait. We're going to get started here with more women's basketball on the JetCast. This is Episode 19. Welcome back to the show, folks. We've got senior forward Bailey Hawkins coming along the way and also... Senior Women's Administrator here and Compliance Director at Newman, Mo. Rowletter from the athletic department. But of course, we're gonna lead off here with the head coach of Newman. He's still waiting to learn when year number nine will start here in Wichita. Decision set to be made to uh, decide the fate of MIAA basketball this week to help us break it down out of Marymount College in Salina. Head coach, Darren Spence of the Jets. Coach, good to have you back on the show.
2: Great to be back. Thanks, Blake.
1: Well, uh, obviously the decision is coming down, uh, supposed to be coming on Thursday. Obviously things can change, but uh, no nerves for an old coach about that decision, right? I-
2: exactly wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, I had a feeling. W- w- well, right now we're just like swimming around with nowhere to go. And so just knowing something, you know, might be better. and, and, and each time I talk to a coach around the country, especially Division II coach, you learn different things. You know, I, in another region, you know they've all decided to move back to January. Well, now they're you know the RMAC is revisiting, talking about starting in December. So that is is kind of prompting the Lone Star to now all of a sudden rethink theirs and why not start in December. To me, why does January make more sense than November? Is it all of a sudden this stuff's going to clear up? You know? Sure. Um, but that's just me being an older veteran coach in this. Uh, you know, I'm allowed to ask a lot more questions <laughs> that maybe a, a, a young rookie coach would be too afraid to ask. Well, and and obviously,
1: uh, I know that from talking to you and from talking to the, the players, and obviously Haley last time that you guys were on, you guys all want to play. Uh, so, yeah. I mean – You still have a feeling. Is your feeling still that at some point there's going to be basketball this year?
2: Yeah, I think so. But not knowing when it is, obviously. Yeah, I I don't want. I don't want. Don't want the safety to get lost in all this. Of course, because we are dealing with young people. We have uh, families and parents, you know, trusting us with their sons and daughters to do the right things by them. Um, and it's all just a means to a college degree that, in some way, can open up doors for them to their future. And so that's kind of the big picture of it as it fits the mission of our university and and, and others around the country. But yeah, you know, we want to play. Yeah, and we we want to play. It's uh, it's already different being cut from the 28 games to the 22 games. Scrimmages, exhibitions are up in the air now. Um, with the Division One schedule, you know, and so uh, limiting what we had scheduled for exhibition games.
1: Right, and I was going to actually ask you about that, but since you brought it up, you know, obviously those are big for your program in terms of dollars, experience. You like to get the players out. You know, they they can give you a nice test early in the Mm. season. Probably going to be the two best teams you play all year. Sure. And uh, you had two of them lined up this year, Kansas State and Tulsa. And uh, obviously those have been taken off of your schedule. Of course, Kansas State and Tulsa women's basketball, they Mm. haven't even posted a schedule yet for 2020. Um, The NCAA Division I Council coming back and saying, I think November 25th was when they were allowed to start playing. So what do you know about you know, the exhibitions you had scheduled, can they be rescheduled? Is it for another year? Where, where is that process
2: right now? Well, they can't play exhibitions before November 25th. Okay. They could play them within their schedule if they could fit them in. So the Kansas State game would have been October 30th. That's scratch. We're going to move that back to the to the following year. Okay. And uh, Tulsa's talking about trying to move it to December. And I told them if it fits within our MIAA games, then – yeah let's let's go for it and you know you evaluate your team you know do you have an experienced old enough team to go place a big 12 school uh you know we've been to k-state twice and just got hammered <laughs> right um in, but this year's with six seniors you know it to me it's about rewarding you know we have the good kansas kids here in our program oh yeah You know Haley's been here in her fourth year, Braxton in her fourth year, and then our Kansas freshman that we have. Everybody dreams about you know playing at one of those bigger schools in Kansas. So that's kind of a reward for them, and you know gives us a better idea. You know the Tulsa game, we have two on our roster: Madison and, and Ashanti from Oklahoma. So the same thing for those kids. And it just would be a good way to, to test our team early.
1: Well, it's uh, obviously well within your footprint. I know the last time you said that you uh, scheduled, when you scheduled two exhibitions in the same season, I believe it was 2013-2014, and uh, you kind of criticized yourself rather harshly after those. I believe that that was at Kansas State and at Wichita State, saying mm-hmm. that maybe you, you bit off a little bit more for your team than, than they could chew at that time. Uh, what makes it different for
2: this group? Is it just the experience of having so many players back? Yeah, well, the the last time we played exhibition at Wichita State, we should have won that game. Had,
1: that was an had, ugly game.
2: Yeah, Hannah, Hannah Alexander went off on them and had that one – Division one official not got involved down the stretch. We would have beat them that night. And that
1: was actually the game that I am. That was the one year I missed.
2: I saw yes. a part of that game, but yeah, you guys really
1: played tremendously well. The last yes. time was, was in the Jody Adams era against Alex
2: Harden, you know WNBA player. Obviously, that yeah. Well, that's, we're, that's, we're, we're not on the Shocker show. <laughs> no, that's um, true. And then K State, that's a Big Twelve team. the The funny thing about that is, we can go play, and I yeah, I'm going to take a shot at some fans um you can go play those games right right and then the next day people that probably never seen you play will say well what happened <laughs> Wait, what do you mean what happened they're a big 12 team and they're pretty darn good and they're yeah. they're 6-6 six, six. that that k-state game they went to a 2-3 zone and we were sitting on the bench and we just started laughing because they were six 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 four six three across the bottom and they went from sideline to sideline and you know, I told our kids, you shoot it from half court. It's about the best shot we're going to get that night. But um, Jeff Mitty, I've known him forever, does a really good job, you know, at K-State. But, um, you know, it's something that you want to go do and you want to go play. And once upon a time in my eight years as a Division One head coach, those were the norms for us. Right. And so – I just like to give our players a chance. Now, there are those years where I don't want to do that. Sure. Because we are too young, which, you know, the next year would be one of those years. Although moving K-State back a year, we're going to throw a bunch of freshmen into the (laughs) fire up there too. But, you know, if you're afraid to go compete – you know, don't get into business. Yeah, well, and, and obviously
1: it, it's, you know, like, as you said, such a thrill for all these players to go get to, to play at these places. You know, when you look at the at what's going to happen in terms of the schedule, you know, it seems like that Tulsa game could fit in. You play the MIAA games on Tuesday and Saturday, or, beg your pardon, Thursday and Saturday, sometimes mm-hmm. Wednesday. Right. It seems like a Monday or Tuesday could work what do you think will be the more challenging scenario for this team and for you as a coach starting in November as planned right now, or starting
2: back in January, if the season does get delayed? Well, I think with how excited our players are, because, you know, from the first day we had our, what we're calling our halfway practices now, you know, that we're allowed to do, um, they were really excited you could tell they missed it you know because mm-hmm. they didn't get a spring and or this you know summer and they couldn't get together and they need this you know sports athletics is such a big way of life it, it's how we uh regardless of the level that you're at you know whether you're a coach or a player or a fan it plays a bi- you play a big role in the development of young people to be productive members of society and so um, right now, you know, I would rather just go ahead and start playing in November. Sure. I, I just think moving everything back puts too much stress. On, if you've got all the sports going January, February, March, April, May, it puts too much of a stress on your, you know, your administrative staff, your athletic trainers, your facilities. I, you know, it spreads fans too thin. Sure. So if we're able to play in November and – Um, get it started and then play that would be I think we'd have two games and then play our I think five in in December I think that'd be a a good way to go we're talking with Darren Spence head women's
1: basketball coach and you mentioned this time of getting freshmen and new players really excited in your program and if you follow coach Twitter uh, coach Spence on Twitter you could you could be coach Twitter actually hoop coach Spence are you surprised uh, I do have to ask you this this is on my s- script, but you know i don't have I don't have to keep this Ad are, lib. You su- are you surprised by how much you interact on social media? You're supposed to be the olding coach who's doing everything the old way and setting your ways and you know you do stuff on Facebook you know you were coaching the nuns back there <laughs> yeah. you know you you were uh, y- mm. you are active on Twitter are you surprised by how much you you do use? the the phone and the Twitter to to do all this stuff?
2: No because I have a mind that never turns off I I have a you know it's scary to admit I do have an artsy side to me I have a music background Uh, my mom is a theatrical major Okay. um, so I do have that in me I'm a a five time uh, lip sync champion at Cali (laughs) Juco and my time coaching there Um, so I do have that side to me but this is what I know and, and this is a challenge for everybody. And I've found out that and with many friends and family members, when you turn 50, which I'm well past 50 now, I, people get just really cynical uh-huh. or they just get goofy. <laughs> and so obviously i am gone the goofy way. And I, I have good people around me, you know, Clarissa Crumb, Cameron Cates, that are uh, technologically advanced. <laughs> My son, Drake, is a computer dude, and and so um, I've been taught how to use that, even though I play dumb a lot of times. But the other side of it is, if I'm not promoting our program and what we do, who's going to do it? Sure. So we challenge our players. I think young players need to be good on social media and learn how to use it correctly, because at some point in time in their life, their employers are going to look at it and say, you know, are you smart with it, dumb with it? Um, so I'm on there a lot. I don't, you know, I don't hide that fact. No. Nope. And I just, I put very little about my own personal life, unless it's a self deprecating, my olding ball coach view. Um, You you can find plenty of golf posts when he's about playing golf. He does do that. I do do that.
1: That's uh, that's, uh, in my one vice, I guess. (laughs) Well, it's Hoop Coach Spence, but I did want to ask you about some fundraising efforts that you've been going through on social media, and you've actually retweeted a couple. But going back to the freshmen and the new players getting involved, You know, there's a fundraising page to raise money for women's basketball. That'll be used for a variety of things. But, you know, there are a couple of freshmen that have already hit their goals. Uh, Sidney Nillis has already hit their goal. Uh, also, strong sh- early showings from Gabrielle Posh and Elise Kaiser, uh, Madison Birnbaum, uh, and uh, Haley Albers. I think Riley Malloy is the leader in the clubhouse at the <laughs> moment uh, yeah. a- on fundraising. But, but talk about that and about how impressed you are with the young people who have come in to your program in their first year and have really started to, to take
2: ownership from day one. Well... I, let me, I may tell the the funny, jokey side to that. It's all about recruiting, okay? We're just going to go recruit people that can help us fund fundraise. You know, we don't care about wins, so to speak. So we're just <laughs> going to go that way. Uh, <laughs> we need to pay the light bill. That's right. You know, Daddy needs a new pair of shoes, that oh, kind Those of stuff. look very nice, by the way. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, this is my 36th year at college, so I've done a lot of different types of fundraising and – Um, you know, Mr. Uh, Suit Zane Ealing um, (laughs) has this computer, uh, you know, online fundraising platform that's uh, first time that we've really jumped into it and used it, sure. And another side of my, you know, evolving um, into the modern century, but um, it's been good, it's it's challenging, it's all just based on each player's circle, you know. So you're not taxing the same people here in this specific community. You're, We're hitting their people, um, family, friends, that kind of thing. And so it's it's a little bit of a challenge within the group. But, you know, on a team, you have a different, uh, p- you know, people from different walks of life. Some are more well off than others. So it's not kind of a thing that's really shared with each other because one, one, se- one kid may not do as well in that. Uh, arena as far as fundraising, but then they may go out and when we get our T-shirt sales, and they may sell fifty shirts. Oh, for sure! You know? And so that's that's been the case here over the last so many years, and it's all a it's all a way for our people to give back to our program, obviously to our athletic department, and it's much needed and these in this day and time where the dollar is. Uh, You know, running short. Well, I know that. All one other thing,
1: when you guys make the Heartland Conference tournament for so many years, I think six out of seven, seven out of eight. You know, to end your tenure in the Heartland Mm -hmm. Conference. And the one thing that you guys always had to do was go and you visited some school kids yeah. in Tulsa, which was another way. You know that that you know there would be some players that are better at that than than sure. others, and I know that there sure. were some that, that really enjoyed getting to meet those kids and hang out with them during recess for a couple hours.
2: Yeah, no, no question. And you know when you take do those um, little events, you can see different personalities and sure. players that ones that you think have been really. Uh, subdued and laid back all of a sudden come to life it brings out the the kid in him uh we all remember Eric ulrich you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> teaching teaching here in the wichita school district and um you know she would just you know have a lot of fun with kids you just
1: see the see the teacher come out in her almost yes. uh going back to basketball here for a couple of questions i feel like this is going to be your most challenging roster to coach not because the players are have a bad attitude or don't play hard, but it feels like more than any other team you've had here at Newman, you have more players who really believe that they can play and want to play and, and probably can play and help you. But uh, as far as I know, you can still only play five players at a time. Yeah. How are you going to balance that in terms of – you because know, obviously you don't come to Newman to sit on the bench. Nobody does. Everybody wants to play and contribute to their team and feel like – they're making a difference. How do you kind of massage the egos and and obviously still put the best team on the floor
2: to give yourself the best chance to win? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's the biggest part of coaching. And and I've often said the most important part of the coach's job is to figure out who not to play, not so much who to play. And, And usually that it, that unfolds the players tell that story you know the players have more say in who plays than what they believe mm-hmm. oh the coach doesn 't like me you know uh, that 's not true you know <laughs> i 've never met a coach who wants to lose i 've never met a coach who really wants to do bad by a kid um, you know who plays best with who like, you know there's there's rotations combinations you know who can play best um, what the opponent dictates you know is it a big team a small team and so what we try to do in our recruiting is you know get uh like differences in each spot you know can we play this group together that group together but we do have you know that that dilemma where you can only play five mm-hmm. and there's only one ball so we've done a lot of work with this team started through last spring through the summer with all our meetings you know on zoom and and uh what we've shared is getting them to understand that it's important what you do with the 95% of the game you don't have the ball.
3: Hmm.
2: And and when you break it down into to details that way, you know, player you might have the ball f- the 5% of the game, you know that you're on the court. And So what do you do the rest of the 95%? Do you screen better, do you defend better? And you know, we want to be the de- best, the best defensive team around, which we usually are pretty good. Um, you know, maybe your role changes. You know, this might be your role now. It was different in high school. Doesn't mean that's all you're ever going to do here. You can grow within that role. Um, if you're invested and put more time in, you know, on the floor and you develop better, uh, maybe your shooting gets better. Maybe you're passing. But I I believe this team and what little we've been around, our two point guards, they're both freshmen.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Sydney Nellis from Derby would have won a state title last year had they completed it. Ashanti Moore, Ashanti Day from Moore, Oklahoma, would have won the Oklahoma state title had they four finished. Leave for more theirs. high school if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, those two um are big time players uh, and and they would have helped us win more games last year. There's there's no wow. question and I'm not trying to say that to put more pressure on them, but what we've done in recruiting those two um we've got we changed some things offensively to what we're going to do so the ball's going to be in their hands a lot um they're such good decision makers they both can score sydney is a is a run the team first score second ashanti is a i'm going to score if you don't guard me sure um and then i'll get the team going which is great to have the differences in those two but um, you. Know, I'm I'm putting a lot on those two freshman point guards from okay. day one. Well,
1: it's going to be exciting to see. I know that you're still expecting a lot of your senior class, and forward Bailey Hawkins will be joining us here in a few minutes. <laughs> met, met her in eighth grade, according to yeah. your uh, post on Twitter. Was that a memorable yeah. meeting? How was Bailey as an eighth grader? You know,
2: it, it, it might have been before that. So I, I've known her dad, uh, Rod Hawkins, a long time. And in fact, we met but really didn't meet. He was um, – playing at colby juco when i was at marymount college in salina we scrimmaged and we laugh about this that during the scrimmage we had a brouhaha and there was there was a A (laughs) scum there was a little there was a scum so we always kid each other about who actually started it but um he was (laughs) he helped run a a club group jbs in sacramento and i had a handful of kids out of that club you know that played for me new mexico State and and I met him, and he has two other daughters that were really special people, who also played college basketball. And, um, and Bailey, yeah, eighth grader, running around the gym. And I met the, the, her younger brother, uh, Coleman, who's a freshman playing at University of Illinois for Brad Underwood right now. Wow, um, they're originally from Chicago. Dad is from there. He played Colby and then I believe at San Diego State, but we go way back when and the most important thing in this business to me is the relationships along the way and um you know it's funny that rod sent me a video of bailey playing at college of southern idaho her sophomore year and says hey can you help me find her a place and so i'm watching the video and i had totally forgot about young bailey yeah and I called, him, I called him back. I said, I'll take her. <laughs> and he said, well, I thought you were done with your class. And I said, no, I just tweeted that out so people would stop sending me kids that can't play at this level. <laughs> sure. and, and so in recruiting her, all of a sudden her South, College of Southern Idaho teammate, Brooke. And I think best friend as well. Yeah. Is, is on, so we're seeing her, and she's a strong physical guard. So we ended up with both of them. And that's kind of a unique thing with where we have six seniors, you know, and Bailey and Brooke are in that senior class, and they've all they've been around each other for four years now, so that kind of adds to your maturity in the senior class as well. Well, uh, Bailey
1: scored thirty points in that Northeast Oklahoma swing against Northeastern State and, and Roger State, so certainly showed what she can do, can be a chain a. a difference maker on the defensive end with her length. In your mind, what does she need to do to have a successful season and and kind of break through that barrier into the second semester? Well,
2: she's she's an energy type player. You know, she's got to be the junkyard dog that rebounds, defends, runs. Um, She can make shots when she just faces up. And she's quick with, you know, one-two dribble and get to the basket. But um, to understand, she's not going to need to be our top scorer. She needs to be one of our top rebounders, one of our top defenders, and her length and in, in activity level, she is that. Um, she had a, a really good first semester and I think just kind of hit a wall last year because whether you're coming from high school or JUCO, when you get to here, every practice matters, every possession matters, especially with me. It, it It's just magnified. Every mislayup matters. And, sure. And we want to hold everybody accountable to that. And so they, it kind of – Caught up to her, but now she's gone. I don't know if she probably didn't tell you, but you know she's she is a good. And I'm going to say a good <laughs> 16 pounds heavier. Wow, this year than last year, and so that was. I think I think her dad had a lot to do with that when she got back home, just after watching all her games. as she get knocked around? Because we get an MIAA where the strength issue is. There's some big bodies out big there, big time, and so now. She's bigger, she's faster, you know, she's stronger in a good way. And and her experience from a year ago, I think, is going to pay off. It's going to allow her to have a good year for us.
1: Darren Spence, head women's basketball coach, Newman University, as of right now, set to open up against Pittsburgh State, I believe here in Wichita on November 18th. We may know more before you see this video. We'll have to see Coach, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Go Jets. We will meet the aforementioned Bailey Hawkins from California when we come back to episode 19 on the JetCast. When remodeling your kitchen or purchasing a new home, choosing the right countertops can often be intimidating. Trust the quartz and granite experts at Keystone Solid Surfaces to work with you every step of the way, from design to installation. Keystone Solid Surfaces fabricates and installs the highest quality quartz and granite countertops. So remember, when you're ready for new countertops...
3: The key is Keystone!
1: Keystone Solid Surfaces. Call 316-778-1566. That's 778-1566. Or go online to KeystoneSolidSurfaces.com.
4: Hey, boss, the backhoe was stolen from the Valley job. Great. And our computers were hacked last night, and they got some of our clients' information. Seriously? And your
0: wife called. She said the dead tree you were supposed to tear down fell on your neighbor's roof. Ah what am I going to do? I'd call Eck Agency. They're great at providing insurance solutions to protect your business, work comp, home, and autos before these things happen. Call or text Eck Agency at 316-303-1905 or visit EckAgency.com.
1: Returning to the Jetcast with four women's basketball here on the show today. And we are joined by another one of the Newman Jets seniors looking to make an impact in her final year here in Wichita. Bailey Hawkins, a six-foot senior forward from Antelope, California, a transfer to Newman last year out of the College of Southern Idaho. 28 games played with 20 starts, averaging five points and three rebounds a game. I'm joined by Bailey Hawkins. Thanks so much for being on the show.
4: Thanks for having me.
1: Well, how has the quarantine life treated you here? Uh, Obviously, it's been a different challenge for each individual person, but how's it been for Bailey Hawkins?
4: Um, I mean, obviously, it's going to be different than how I've been used to going to college and stuff. But I think in the end, it's just what you have to do to get a season. And I mean, in the very beginning coming here, it was kind of like, we kind of forgot all about the virus because it was like, Oh, my friends, I'm ready to see them, you know? And then (laughs) you got to realize that like, Oh, there's still a global pandemic going on. Yeah,
1: there is. And certainly one in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, it has to be a little disappointing you know this is supposed to be a special year for you it's your Mm -hmm. senior season you guys did draw some pretty big crowds last year you had some pretty big wins Uh, another win over a ranked opponent you had that magical stretch at home late to put yourself in position you had a big crowd for senior day and i mean at least right now it doesn't appear like you're gonna be able to get that this year in your last season and you know there's always senior day you come down and the crowd is loud and big homecoming how disappointing is that for you to end your college career uh, you know with maybe not all the bells and whistles that you would be accustomed to due to something that's not in your control
4: Um, I think it's very disappointing honestly but also you got to look at it as like if we do get a season, that's great. And it's kind of just like when things got taken away from us last year, even though it didn't really affect our season at all, it did affect us being at school, like being with my teammates. So I think I'm just so thankful to be back and on campus and around my teammates that You know all the crowds and stuff it doesn't really matter i just want to be able to make the most out of my senior year
1: so you are multi-talented and if you've been following the jets on social media with baseball at newman jets bsb you probably saw a couple of familiar names as braxton stewart and bailey were actually writing some articles for the twitter newsletter of the baseball team now how did you get involved with that
4: Um, so for our majors, we both needed um, an internship and we kind of both were like, we don't really know what could work with basketball, like what we could do. And, um, coach Crum actually recommended that we reach out to the baseball coach. So we reached out and we had a meeting with him and he kind of went over like what he would want us to do. And we were like, okay, let's do it. And honestly, it's been a blast so far. It's been really cool to get to know him and get to be at their practices. And, um, yeah.
1: So, are you a baseball fan?
4: Uh, <laughs> See, I starting to
1: become one. Maybe <laughs>
4: I'm becoming one. You know, I never really had anything to do with baseball before this, but um, it's actually cool, like, to get involved in another sport. So, what,
1: what, what are what is another sport that you follow? Do you follow <laughs> any other sports other than basketball?
4: Honestly, no. No, and my foot, my my um roommates love football so i started watching okay. that with them a little bit
1: who are you rooming with this year
4: uh braxton and brooke
1: okay i assumed brooke i didn't know for sure Braxton. Yeah. are they i'm assuming braxton's a chiefs fan. braxton's a chiefs okay, fan God bless her
4: um brooke said she doesn't really have a team she just likes watching it sure um so yeah i definitely have been watching football more than i usually would well
1: there's nothing wrong with that so you mentioned that you needed that internship for your degree. What are you studying?
4: Uh, communications.
1: Okay, so that makes that certainly makes sense. Do you have any plans right now um, with what you want to do? There's obviously a lot of different ways that you can go with a communications degree.
4: Um. Well, I was like really wondering what I wanted to do. I honestly had no idea, but I just don't think I could walk away from college athletics like that, so I do want to do something eventually down the line that still has to do with college athletics. I'm not sure what that's going to look like. I don't really want to be a coach or anything. Sure. But I do want to work, like, out of college, still be surrounded by that atmosphere.
1: Well, yeah, Colin may be able to give you some ideas on that for sure. Uh, you had a great start personally the last season. You kind of tapered off a little bit in terms of your production in, in February. Mm-hmm. What did you feel was the difference between the beginning of the year and the second half of the year for you?
4: Um, I think the beginning of the year, I was kind of just running off that adrenaline like new school new team, and then around December, this always happens to me. I kinda just get hit with like you know like everything starts piling on, and then I get really worn out. I feel like I was definitely very worn out, like physically, emotionally, just dealing with things off the court too sure. um so yeah.
1: So that that's obviously something to work on. What have you been working on the most in terms of your personal game during this off season to get yourself better?
4: I've definitely been working on shooting the ball more. Um, I definitely towards the end didn't shoot as much as I could have, and that I know that I can. And so this summer, I just really worked on shooting, um, shooting with somebody in front of me, and uh, honestly. Um, I think that I've really improved on that. So
1: One, I asked, and we're talking with Bailey Hawkins, senior forward on this Newman Jets team, for those of you listening on the podcast. Uh, we talked with Coach Spence, obviously, when we had him on in the first week of the second season and asked him about the offense. Obviously, you're missing two big pieces of it with Michaela Mack distributing over a hundred assists and Caitlin Potter, which obviously your leading scorer took the vast majority of your shots, vast majority of your threes. How do you pick that up as an offense without those two big players this year?
4: Um, I definitely think like without them um, it definitely affects our offense, but it just gives us an opportunity to step up. And I think a lot of people are realizing like it's my turn to step up and Caitlin shot the ball a lot last year and she made a lot of shots, but now it's time for other people to make shots. So everybody's kind of just ready to go and ready to put in um, what they have to offer to the team.
1: So I I, I got a little of extra information from uh, Coach Ealing. And apparently there was some video at practice, of one of your guys' practices this week. Apparently, Coach Spence had a lot of one-liners at practice that were pretty funny. What's your favorite thing about Coach Spence, this olding coach? <laughs>
4: Uh, uh, What's my favorite thing about Coach Spence? And by the way, for
1: those of you watching and listening, Coach Spence is behind the camera, so this may not be a totally honest answer.
4: (laughs) I didn't even know he was in here. Uh, My favorite thing about Coach Spence, honestly, I just – I think it's so funny, like, the little – the things that Coach Spence has to say, like, (laughs) during the moment you might be a little, like, irritated with him if he gets on you, but – Honestly, me and my roommates talk about the things that he said all the time, and it just makes us laugh. Like You just look just, back and you just laugh. You just have to laugh. It's so funny to he me. He can't
1: help himself, can he? No. <laughs> what, what's the least favorite thing about Coach Spence?
4: <laughs> Let me think. The least favorite thing about Coach Spence. Um... I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll let you plead the fifth on that one. So uh, if you follow the Newman women on social media, it's at Newman Jets WVB. Their uh, tag on Twitter has actually changed. You can find them with Newman University Women's Basketball on Facebook. They've actually been putting out a lot of player profiles. And uh, you got one here pretty recently. And this came up in several comments. I think that these are comments that her teammates made about her. And the the two words that came up, actually three, but two of them were super goofy. Uh, what may, what makes you super goofy? I mean, I feel like you can be serious when you want to be.
4: Um, I don't know. I kind of just, my personality is just kind of random and weird. And if I feel awkward, I just make things awkward. And I think that makes it goofy. Sure. Um, but really, I'm not trying to be goofy most of the time. I'm just an awkward person. I don't really know what else to say. Well, you were
1: also called bubbly by your teammates. Oh, <laughs> I mean that which I think that is appropriate so now we go to the question chain and I actually have the video here and so for those of you watching on YouTube and those of you listening you guys will actually get to hear and see this question uh so while you guys do that I'm going to play the question for Bailey and then you're going to answer Haley's question for you
3: oh okay okay Bailey where did you learn how to make all of your animal noises and which one is your favorite
1: that's a great...
4: Oh, th- gosh.
1: That is a great question. Okay, so animal noises, uh, um, what, what's, the, what's the deal on that?
4: Um, I don't really know where I learned to make animal noises, but when I was a little kid, I just would make weird noises and be really weird, but I'd have to say the ape noises are my favorite to make.
1: I mean, would you like to give a demonstration?
4: oh no okay um i guess this is going to be really embarrassing but whatever okay <laughs> hey, that, that's
1: that's fine it's all part of the fun
4: okay here we go i have to like prepare myself
1: sure okay. take all the time you need
4: <laughs> that's I re- can't, that's really I good can't do anymore. <laughs>
1: that's really good actually wow okay so uh we'll get next player you'll get to ask them a question and uh, obviously, I mean, they're out for blood, so don't, <laughs> don't hold back. Um, the final question for you, I'll let you get out of here after that. In your mind, what's going to be a successful season? How are you going to define a successful season for you personally? And and what's going to be a successful season for the team this year?
4: Um, personally, for me, success would be just to make an impact on this team. Just to, I mean, Coach Spence always talks about leaving the program better than when you came, and that's what I want to do. And Just learn from the mistakes I made last year. And for a team, I'd say just, um, yeah, learn from what we went through last year and um, work hard and get wins and make it as far as we can. So, yeah.
1: Bailey Hawkins, multi-talented in several different ways. (laughs) Bailey, great job. Thanks so much. Thank you. We will wrap up the JetCast with Mo Rowletter, the compliance director here at Newman and senior women administrator when we come
0: back. You are a business owner. Every day you concern yourself with trying to grow revenue, increase margins, manage cash flow, live within compliance, maintain staff, understand health care, raise capital, satisfy customers. With all of this on your plate, you haven't even noticed your parking lot. Your parking lot says a lot about your business, and South Central Ceiling and Paving gives your parking lot a voice. Let South Central Ceiling and Paving take your parking lot off your plate. Start now at scceiling.com. South Central Ceiling and Paving. Great performances on the court do not happen without great support off the court. That's why Newman Athletics is excited to announce the opening of its new Aviator Club. We invite you to join us in the important mission of supporting the Jets. You can make a huge difference in the lives of our 300 student athletes by signing up for one of the four club levels. Becoming a member is easy and will have a great impact on Newman athletic facilities, recruiting, and more. Plus, memberships come with privileges like game passes discounts at the new online jet store, special events, and much, much more. So join today by clicking on the Aviator Club on our website, newmanjets.com. And as always, thanks for your support of Newman University Athletics.
1: Wrapping up episode 19 of the JetCast as we go back to the athletic department. Joining us, she's been here for well, I don't want to I don't want to say forever, but you've okay. been here for a while. Mo Rowletter, compliance director here at Newman, been a long time. She was the receptionist, the smiling face at the front door of the athletic office. She's now been moved back behind into her own office. She's still the senior women administrator here, but now working in the compliance department. Marine, but we call, call her Mo rule letter. It's so great to have you back on the show. Thanks so much. Thanks, Blake. Well, uh, obviously, coronavirus has been a challenge for everybody. What's been the biggest challenge for you in, in your position here? Now, I, I don't want to say it's your a new position because you've had this for a little while now, um, but, you know, still getting used to being in, in compliance now. What's been the biggest challenge of coronavirus for compliance in this in this new era we're in?
3: Probably the daily rule changes. Um athletes don't have to go by the same rules when they're coming in and keeping track of who gets an extra year and who doesn't it's it's a little bit of a nightmare
1: yeah the extra eligibility it seems like that happens a lot right now and appropriately so and and obviously the other thing too is it seems a little bit different based on the season and the sport that's affected how much of a challenge has that been trying to keep track of what time of year what sports get what eligibility because I know last year there's a lot of spring sports that had that option for baseball softball and now these fall sports are also being affected Mm -hmm. here for the 2020-2021 season
3: yeah it was pretty easy last spring just because I knew who got an extra year and I could mark them and now it's everybody's making different decisions um, some are going to go on and do their graduate courses and still have eligibility so it's going to affect everyone at some point or another
1: what would you say is the busiest part of your job you, you know coach Yaling said like you know every time i walk in there and she seems like she's b- <laughs> busy with something
3: <laughs> it's a lot of record keeping a lot of um, just going different places to find information you know to make sure that each student is eligible and and we have all the information right
1: Mo Rowletter is my guest, compliance director here at Newman, uh, and she is also the senior women administrator. What are some of the, the duties? I, I don't think I've ever asked you this, but as the senior women administrator, what, what are, your, are you in charge of anything? What, what is the, the role of a senior women administrator at a university? Because you know every D2 university has to have one, and a lot of the D1 universities also have one
3: yeah we had to learn what that designation was when we became ncaa but every every institution needs to have a woman that is in the uh, administration in athletics that has um, some decision making so it's it's kind of strange we call zane our male administrator because he's kind (laughs) of outnumbered but uh you know joe could be the swa as well since she is um a female in administration but it it's made just so women can have a voice
1: so I know that one voice you used to have was on the volleyball court, obviously, uh, and you don't have that voice anymore. Do you miss coaching still?
3: Oh, definitely miss the kids. I miss the the sport itself.
1: Uh, some things you don't miss
3: though. Uh, don't miss going to Laredo, Texas, and <laughs> Odessa. And you don't <laughs> have to do that.
1: You wouldn't have to do that anymore. I know.
3: I should have waited. <laughs> the, should have waited. So
1: how? bad is it for you guys who aren't coaching but still work in the administrative part to uh, to not have that competition?
3: It's disappointing. I mean, you work usually all summer and get everything ready for um, the fall season and anything we worked on is now you yeah know, abs- defunct so absolutely
1: gone well if you've been watching this program you know that we have a new uh feature called question chain <laughs> and so uh joe started this off and then it went to coach healing and so now coach Ealing has i think a very good question for you wants to know what it's like having the uh the son <laughs> the daughter-in-law and the four kids at home right now uh, so don't worry uh, they're not home for any bad reasons they're actually building a house <laughs> but uh roll at her house has got to be pretty busy these days
3: i just got used to the empty nest you know brian got (laughs) married and it had been about a year or so i was getting used to it and then In,
1: in a good way
3: in a good way yeah i could do this and all of a sudden and then kevin sold their house in one day and wasn't prepared and so he and his family have four kids and his wife have moved into our house and it's totally upset our way of living but well, in a good
1: way yeah i was gonna say what, what's been the what's been the the biggest positive about that and what's been the biggest negative about that
3: um i can tell you the negative right away it's uh the uh Noise level. Yeah, a little louder. There's a three year old that likes to scream. Sure. And then just the clutter, I guess. Things not where I'm used to them being. <laughs> I'm not able to find anything. Right. But. But also there's all those moments where you read to your grandkids and you share in their day and, you know, you don't usually get to have that when you're apart.
1: That, that is very true. Uh, so obviously, um, the best of luck to them in, in getting their new house and best of luck to you getting your peace and quiet back. <laughs> um, any future complications going back here to Newman University and administratively dealing with this coronavirus? Any future complications that you see here moving through the rest of this? athletic season based on coronavirus and obviously i know that might be a hard question to answer because it might depend on whether or not any games do get played this year
3: we're really counting on the presidents of the miaa to come together and and let the rest of the winter sports begin on time Uh, That's what we've been pushing for so that we can have some normalcy.
1: Do you guys feel like you, that Newman is is ready to move forward with winter sports? I Uh, do
3: think so. I think we've taken the precautions and we've kept our cases low. Um, There was
1: a document released here recently from the MIAA in terms of what each institution would need to do in order to be ready. Uh, Not really, uh, kind of a nebulous document. They didn't actually release the document to the public, so I haven't read it, Uh, but just guidelines of what they think you know fans should expect how many fans are in the the building um so you know maybe we'll learn about that document obviously that decision is set to be made uh this week you know maybe just before this interview airs maybe after maybe next week you know october 1st was the date that they gave mm-hmm. initially uh it, how much nervous energy is there in the office as you kind of wait for these presidents to to, to make up their minds
3: Uh, there's a lot of nervous energy just not sure what's going to happen wanting things to get back to normal and you know the testing procedures everything changes daily and just we just want to tell the kids that they can play.
1: Yeah, and I would like to tell their stories of the games that they play. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be back to normal sooner rather than later. Maureen Rowletter, Senior Women Administrator in Compliance here at Newman University. Thank you so much. Great to see you again. Yeah. Glad you're well and uh, good luck with the... Uh, who has to cook dinner at your house now?
3: Actually, my daughter-in-law is an excellent cook.
1: Okay. So, so we
3: take turns. And, okay. Yeah. So
1: at, le- at least there's that. Well, uh, good, good luck with that at home <laughs> and uh, and uh, thanks so much for being on the show thank you mike that is all for this week next week we're actually going to a sport which may have an opportunity to get going it's bowling we we'll joined by a jet hall of famer billy murphy next week talking newman jets bowling on the JetCast. and so we'll see you then so until then blake prims saying go jets